Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new RSL show. I am one of your hosts slash producer, Andy Munoz, and I'm here with... You got Josh Clark. And Mitchy Mitch. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. You know? Yeah? Three points in the bag. Good weekend. Happy, happy guy. You yeah. uh, you took the win to heart, dude. You even you even got a haircut like... Uh, I don't, Albert. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you look like um, you look like a cop, dude. You look like no, I don't. Yeah, you get don't. out of here. Definitely more. Here. Mitch, how you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, a good weekend. Yeah, went to Costco this weekend. Bought a new TV. Watched the RSL game on it. Dang, Ooh, how dude. many inches? Sixty-five. Wow, had a boy. Mitch moves away to Portland and gets into some big time money, huh? No, not really, no. So that's why you went to Costco, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, they have like an infinite return policy there. I know. Oh, yeah, forever. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Cool, guys. Well, uh, we're not going to bore you with our personal lives. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about the return of Prince Albert. <laughs> no, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. I mean, you can if you, you can. Well, can. no, yeah. I was just saying because you you called him a prince um, <laughs> last episode. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the return of the coveted uh, old former captain of Real Salt Lake, <laughs> Albert <laughs> Rusnak. Um, guys, we we knew this, and uh, we knew exactly what was going to happen. I think the majority of the fan base knew what was going to happen. Um, the front office, there was maybe a little bit of a disconnect there, but I, you know, it it didn't surprise me one bit. Josh and I were at the match. Mitch, you were watching from TV. Um, I kind of want to start with our, you know, our experience. 
Josh, were you surprised at all, dude, that Albert Rusnak just got booed every single possession? No, I mean, did I, I did I not say that was going to happen? Right, like it was no surprise. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the inevitable, and I think that you know, like I kind of said on the last on the last podcast, if you're, you know, well, well, let's kind of go back a little bit. If you have a relationship with the players, which undoubtedly a lot of members of the front office do because yeah you you worked with that guy for five years um maybe in the moment it seems like a good idea and i and i get that you're trying to like you know be the bigger person here and and i know some fans were for that but like i said the casual fan the the person buying the tickets the person in the stands who literally only tunes in when there's a match maybe watches a few things on twitter instagram post presser releases, whatever, they're not going to have that same connection to Albert Rusnak. They're going to love him when he's here. Mm-hmm. But the minute that he leaves and the minute that he says, hey, I'm going to go play for one of the biggest teams and one of the, the brightest know, lights, the yeah. best fans in MLS, I, you know, it, it, I, I, don't underst- I don't get how you know, people connected to the club couldn't see this coming and – you know, there's more that I want to touch on, um, especially about the article that our very good friend, and I mean, we can call him a colleague at this point, uh, Tom Hackett put out, you know, for KSL Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll dig into that, but let's kind of get your guys' reaction. Mitch, <laughs> dude, I mean, did you, you were, you ha- you were really passionate about this. You, 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 you likened it to, you know, clubs in Holland, um, in yeah. the Netherlands, rivalries player switching you mentioned man city man united you know tevez i i mean you hit on the nail and are you one bit surprised no not at all it's exactly how should have gone if the 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 only thing that would have been different if albert actually left and was like hey i really love the fan base but no contract extension um they're not doing this for me so I, i gotta find something else Okay, then it's different. But when you go to a new team, because your current team is not going to give you the contract that you want, because that, that, that's, the, that's the debate too, right? Like some people are saying like, oh, he got a contract offer and left. Yeah, ne- I'll, ne- I'll clear that up. There, yeah. there was no contract offer made to Albert Rusnik, none. But that was in part to the demands, things right? he was requesting yeah. that didn't make sense for the team to be the team carrying on. It didn't make sense to build the squad around around Albert, right? And, th- and so we, yeah. we we went our separate way, and that's totally fine, and I totally accept that. But it's just the way he went about it. When, as soon as he lands in, in, in Seattle, it's all about, oh, the best fans in MLS. Yep. And I, and I did do a little research. Um, when Albert played in the Netherlands, you can ask people there. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> like, it's not it's, – he didn't make that much of an impression. He he scored a winning goal in a in a little tournament in Holland once for Groningen, and that's it. But not many people really remember him as as a great player. So, so so Mitch, what would you say? So I listened to uh, the drive with Spence Checkets today, and they had Justin Miramon. Yeah, and you know he asked Miram what he thought about it, and Miram wasn't a fan. He actually thinks it was disrespectful, basically by. Those aren't his exact words, but that's how I took it. 
uh, by the the RSL fans to boo him and that and that he didn't think he deserved it. You know, he did what was best for his family, et cetera, et cetera. No, I, I understand that you're friends with him. That like, right? Like, Justin, you're friends with him. Like, you have to look at it from a fan's perspective, right? Exactly. Like, what, what would you say to Justin at that? Um, first of all, if if Justin is talking about it and addressing it, um, it must have bugged Albert a, a little bit. Oh, there must it have totally been some. Did. There must have been some group text going on. Like, hey, what's going on? Why do nobody like me? You know, but yeah, like player player different relationship. You know, like if me and Andy happened to work at Channel Two and then he went to KSL, I would still be Andy's friend. Like, it's not that is different, right? You're mm. just going from one company to another company, but for a fan, you're going from, you know. A club that you love it's like an ex-girlfriend right you know it's pretty much like an ex-girlfriend yeah she leaves you're done like there's not many people that are friends with their ex-girlfriends right (laughs) and if you are you're kind of weird um a little bit (laughs) or maybe you're more mature and that's the that's one one thing thing that i will say too is there were some fans that were calling out other fans like you know how could you boo albert you guys are pos's like we're not showing any class we're not doing the right thing here but you know somebody somebody mentioned free will and it's like yeah like 100 we're all we're all at the end of the day we're all real salt lake fans whether you know whether you boo or you cheer albert the decision is up to you i don't think there's a collective um agreement that we all have to abide by and i don't think that anybody should feel bad uh, for uh, leaning, w- w- you know, whichever way. Um, one thing that I did want to mention real quick, but too, by the way, uh, back to the Justin Miram thing. If Justin Miram were to leave, and if he if he were to go to a different club, like let's just kind of put him in Albert Rusnak's shoes. If you if he goes to the Sounders tomorrow, this could happen to any player. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just just go about it the correct way with your pr before you know let 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 all of those things be announced and you know seattle could do all the hype videos for you but you know what how hard is it to go to the media team at the sounders and say hey you know what before any of this stuff comes out can i just do like a a quick video a statement to real salt lake could i could i do like a heartfelt message yeah Actually, something that is like heartfelt. Now, to Albert's defense, he did take to Instagram and he wrote a post and it has a photo and he's clapping for the fans. I sent it to you, Josh. Josh, you kind of felt like, hey, somebody handled this for him. It's not authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very whether, standard. Hang on, though. But like whether it's authentic or not, the fact that he put it out, um, we have to acknowledge that that exists. Now, I don't know the timelines. But, it was before. It was before. Mm-hmm. But where he did mess up, and I think where the fans took it very personally is in the comments that were made. And I, you know, one thing that I don't get is okay, you 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 work for Real Salt Lake. You're on the same team as him. You're in the front office. Are you not hearing what Albert is saying? The biggest stage, the one of the biggest teams in the league, the best fans. You're just turning on the blinders. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was there was something said midweek too. I can't remember the exact thing, but there was another interview. Oh, I must have done something right at, at RSL in order for a team like Seattle to be interested in me. 
Exactly. You know I mean? Like it's just it's just it, the wrong choice of words and and over and over and over again, right? It wasn't just one yeah. tweet yeah. or something. It's just like and you know yeah. what? It, how fun was that atmosphere, Andy? Oh, it was a lot of fun. It Thanks was, for uniting us, Albert, honestly, because you couldn't worked. do it while you were a player here. You had to leave and talk some shit to unite the fan base. And I think that says a lot about yeah. the kind of captain that you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, we're we're one for one on the uh, predictions here <laughs> of Dude, what was going to happen to Rusnak. Yeah. I, you know what? And and you kind of mentioned it earlier, but, you know, you said it if it affected Justin, it affected Albert. It 110% had to affect Albert. He... I want to say he didn't look involved, but he looked like he did when he played for RSL. But you yeah. could just see in his body language that he was not enjoying himself. Yeah, especially and, when subbed. And he probably, and that's probably also why he got that yellow. Oh yeah, he was frustrated. Yeah, he was very frustrated. Yep. Yeah. Well, and oh, listen to this. So Alex Roldan, the captain of the Seattle Sounders, had this to say after the game. And you can't tell me that this doesn't sound like it is directed at Albert. Alex Roldan knows the Sounders have started slowly before and insisted no one is really panicking, but he was still clearly frustrated with the performances. Sometimes it's not easy to play with new players, but there shouldn't be any excuses not to step up. We just came out a little flat. We needed a bit more from certain players and individually as well. I certainly reflect on what I could have done better. Rotation should have been excused. Blah 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 blah. Calling out yeah. new players—that's that's that's not good. That's not a, that's uh, not good. No, I'm telling you. You know, you got to be careful what you ask for, right? And Albert Rusnak, in my opinion, is not a Seattle Sounders caliber player. I don't think he is. When you put him next to names like Roldan, when you put him next to names to Rudy Rui Diaz, Jordan Morris. Albert Rusnak, I'm sorry, is not in the conversation. He might be in the conversation because of the league that they play in. And, you know, you got DP roles or whatever. But to me, Albert is Al- Albert should be on a team, honestly, like Nashville. A team Who's like a good maybe, team, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... it's a smaller just, market, right? Like yeah, it's Cincinnati. Just, yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's not the face of a team like LAFC, Seattle. And no. when, when we first signed him, we wanted him to be that guy. Yeah. We wanted the team to be around Albert. We said that in so many episodes on the podcast. Build a squad uh, around Build Albert. a squad around Ever Albert. Happened. And looking back on it, that would have probably been a terrible idea. I mean, it was. I mean, the, the results that were, you know, that kind of yielded over the, the few first years with Rusnak didn't really pay off until... Until until the Western Conference Final Cup, which, by the way, he didn't play those two matches leading up to that. And yeah. he should have not played in that final. I'm sorry. I agree. I, I agree it. wholeheartedly. You guys were on a tear. You guys were on a roll. But you guys put your boy Rusnak in, and it just fell it apart. It just looked flat, yeah. just like Roldan said. So I'm over to the, the Albert Rusnak stuff. <laughs> um, Mitch, like you mentioned, you had a... You had asked me before the podcast started, and I, yeah. you know, ask again, dude. What, what was your question? Well, on Twitter, you kind of rolled back some of your statements about Albert and what's going on at, at RSL. So I was just kind of interested in that. I was going to put you on blast on, t- on, 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 the, yeah. on the text messages, but I wanted to wait for the podcast and ask you. Yeah, you're welcome to, man. Um, I tweeted something along the effects of, like, you know, um, 
it, you know, it was all kind of like fun and games to see Albert booed in the beginning. But then after a while, you just, you know, like a bad fight, you just kind of want to stop it because it's, it, you know, it's like the dude just gets hit repeatedly in the face over and mm-hmm. over and over. And it's like, okay, just call the fight, just stop. Um, you know, I, I, contrary to like what people might believe, like, I think people who maybe don't know me or people who only know me from the podcast, like you guys might think I'm an asshole. I'm pretty compassionate. I, I do care about people's feelings. And, you know, with the whole Roosnack thing, it's like, yeah, you know, it. as much as Josh loved to see it and as much as I loved to see it in the beginning, it did kind of – yeah, it hurt. It's, it stung a little bit because yeah. I'm like – Ah, you know, the dude was here for five years and and living in Salt Lake City for five years. That's a big deal. You start to call it home. And then, you know, I kind of put myself in his shoes. Like you come back and that's the reception you get. You know, it's going to get to you mentally. So I kind of just felt bad for him. And so that's kind of why I kind of stepped on it a little bit. But my next, my my very next move is I cut highlights of Albert Rusnak getting booed every time he (laughs) hit the ball. So... I, that tells I you a lot about me. I definitely was happy he got subbed off, right? Like it needed to happen just yeah. for his own sake. But this also yeah. showed that the fan base can help a team, right? Mm-hmm. We By actively booing Albert, we took him out of the game. Oh, we need to do that every game. We It used to be a thing at games where you would just pick someone. We would we would randomly pick someone, and, and if all of Section 35 started booing them every time they touched the ball... The whole stadium kind of started doing it. No one really knew why, but it was like, all right, let's yeah. let's get to this guy. Let's get in his head, and it, it's worked. Yeah. And, and we need to the, get and, back and, to that. And to the fans that were not for booing, go to a European game. There's worse things that are being done to players, <laughs> to be honest. like yeah. it's just You're just booing people. Yeah. It is not that big of a deal. Well, and yeah. I, I honestly don't care if you don't want to boo. If, if you don't want to be involved with the booing, that's fine. Just don't tell me... Not to do it. That I can't be upset at the player or the situation and want yeah. to boo myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Again, free will. Yeah. Any other uh, comments on Roosnack, boys? No. Nah. Glad he didn't score. And yeah. he, doesn't look good. he doesn't look good in green. No. Yeah, it's also, I mean, just a terrible start, 0-2. I think, I strongly believe that if maybe Roosnack was on the team still, we'd probably be 0-2 right now. Um, we looked better without him all year. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Curious. Cool. Well, hey, guys, uh, a lot of cool things happening at the stadium. Um, real quick, I, I do want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, new ownership group, um, new, like, creative thinking, breathing. I know, Mitch, that you weren't there, but you could totally tell there was, like, a whole different atmosphere. Um, you could actually tell it on TV. Yeah. Prior to the game, uh, there's, you know, there's new signage up. There's a lot more like Riot, Believe, Real Salt Lake, like it, it, this is the first time that I've seen it where it, you know, it's always felt like Real Salt Lake Stadium, but like these little upgrades, um, just putting banners on like rafters and and signage everywhere, um, painting of murals everywhere, like this was the first, it it just felt like it was like a furnished uh, Mm -hmm. Rio Tinto is what it felt like. Did you Um, notice the uh, the lights under the, under the covering of the second tier at the beginning not, of the no, game? No, I did it not. It was like the whole thing lit up, and it was uh, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue all the way across, and it was like flash. It was so cool, man. I just, That's I just, pretty dope. You know how um, our ex-owner 
not gonna name his name. But uh, he always told everybody, "Yeah, I'm gonna put TVs in the in the bathroom." And I'm <laughs> that was put... his that was his big thing, dude. Right? Didn't even and and now that. you walk into the the tunnel, and it's covered in TVs. The whole tunnel. Well, and it's and it's, it's lit up like with lights. Lit up with red, yeah. yeah. It's so cool, man. It's cool. Like it's even cool. doing that, it's not expensive. It's easy to do. Why has it never been done before? Why you don't make the tunnel intimidating to the other team? Yeah, absolutely. And like, sh- like maybe put some put some cool murals on there too. Feyenoord has that. Like their tunnel into the stadium, it is kind of intimidating. I think they were playing highlights on those TVs of like the the last win over Seattle. Mm. That's incredible. See? It was. I'm pretty sure that's it was trolling messing. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. So good idea on who who's ever played that fell on, but also. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, so you guys might have not watched it because you guys were at the stadium, but the interview Dunny did with the owners was amazing. Yeah. If you guys get a chance to it. watch yeah, it back, great. it is so good. These guys are really, really in it for the club and to make the team better. And it's awesome to hear this. Yeah, it's, they're it, not, and they're, they're, and they're coherent too. Like they're actually articulate and they know they know how to talk <laughs> normal. And you know it's it's great. It's, it, I'm really excited to be behind RSL and like to see this team grow again. Yeah, um, another another shout out to um, a lot of or a lot more Spanish content. Um, it there was there were a few new faces on the jumbotron that were kind of going around and actively interviewing uh, people who spoke English, Spanish. They rolled some video of. An interview with uh, Marcelo Silva translated the answers. Um, basically, I mean, dude, this the first time that leading up to the match, the pre-match, literally actually felt like a party. It was a really cool atmosphere. That's mm-hmm. cool. So you guys are doing really, really good. And I just want to acknowledge that. And I want to give kudos uh, to Real Salt Lake for doing that. So really, really cool. Really exciting stuff. Um, hopefully it just continues and it goes along um the smoke the even like the entrance with like all the pyro stuff really really cool way just to get um the fans engaged and just get everybody excited the flags were awesome we heard some were stolen like we also predicted um (laughs) if you stole a flag just try to be a better human um or at least just bring it back to the game with you yeah yeah bring it back next game I it's like those you. people. Uh, it's like those people that, that steal the crossing. Uh, yeah, the orange those ones. orange flags yeah. at the crossing. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, okay. Anyways, really, really cool. Um, but let's talk about the match. So, okay. we asked, uh, you know, who who the players of the match were, and um, obviously, a lot of people, you know, voted for. Bobby Wood, which I think is going to happen regardless. I mean, you're always going to vote for the goal scorer, but um, I just want to come out and say that Pablo Ruiz was my man of the match. That's interesting to me. That's very interesting. Because he missed two <laughs> wide open shots on goal. Sitters, bro. Sitters. <laughs> like, so I'm, you I'm, I'm kidding. I'm trolling. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you got okay, us. Okay. You got us. Pablo Ruiz, I love you, man. But uh, go, you know, let's, let's emphasize that and practice a little bit more. Knee over the ball. Knee over the ball. <laughs> yeah. Lean forward. Lean forward. <laughs> Lean forward. The, the okay, the, the header, though, can you really blame him for the header? No. I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's tough, a one. tough one. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was mainly the shot. That yeah, the shot. shot. Yeah. That, oof. Yeah. So I'll ask you guys. Um, 
you know, obviously the the rain, the rain delay happens or the hail delay, snow delay, whatever happens. Um, I, I mean, there there were some really really good moments though in the first half. Yeah. And the person that I want to talk about that stood out to me a whole lot was Brody. Mm-hmm. Man, man of the match in my book. Man <laughs> of the match in my book. Tell us why, man. Uh, he does not stop running. He does not stop running. He is always involved. He's making. He's going forward just as well as he goes backwards. It is amazing. I I truly think that Brody's going. If he doesn't get hurt, for God's sake, don't get hurt this season. But I I I think this is going to be a breakout season for Brody. What do you think about uh, old Tate Schmidt and Eric Holt? Because we've had a lot of hate for those two. But Steph these last up. two matches, man, are we yeah. are we seeing a, a coming out party for them, or is this a blip? I, I hope so. I'm not gonna get my hopes up too soon because things can always change. Mm-hmm. Um, so once Herrera comes back, those right are, minutes are gone. Right, minutes like, are gone. We're gonna see him less probably. Um, yeah, I do want to see this continuously going up. Of course, I want to see Hull do better. I want to see Schmidt do better because they deserve it. Agreed. Well, you know, one point to that too is okay. We have a lot of like fillers kind of covering for you know the main players, and uh, even on the goalkeeper side, that's you know it's it's not excluded, right? Like you've got McMath stepping in for Ochoa, who I again have to you know eat a little bit of crow. He had a great match, great saves, dude. He had, and there's one amazing save. It was in the video that we uh, shared from the RSL show today. Where he like literally just kind of dives off to the side or falls to the, he just basically falls out and just kind of puts his left palm out and boom, yeah. just stops that ball going that was in. On a, a big old a Freddie Montero pop. shot, yeah. Freddie Montero, okay, Freddie, I cannot believe that he's still Freddie playing. Montero, man. That's like what 2011, 2012 vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for him for being back on Seattle Sounders. I, I just I don't get that, but <laughs> that's really really cool of him. Um. Yeah, so I mean, just like you know, we're we're seeing a lot of breakout performances uh, from lineups that uh, I think that when we see them or when they roll out, we get really confused by. You know, Demir Krylak not playing. Not gonna lie, like that was pretty scary. Um, just to see um, almost like the same lineup as as we had in Houston, and uh, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about like the Krylak situation or why he's not playing? No, but I will mention, and I don't like mentioning this, but potentially not having Krylock for that match really opened up the space for Bobby Wood going forward. Hmm. Just saying. So, I mean, what are you trying? I'm just saying Hmm. maybe we have to change the way we play a little bit, you know? I see. I'm I, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm think torn here. on that one, man. I'm Me torn. too. I'm, torn I'm on very that. torn. I'm just saying it was such a good performance. Obviously, yeah. you need Demir starting, but do you sit him back a little deeper? You know, it was just it. It seemed like we were way more open and getting forward a lot quicker and in, in more dangerous spaces when you didn't have Bobby and Demir kind of on top of each other. Hmm. Sure. Um. So maybe there's just an adjustment to be there, or maybe I just misread the whole game. Either <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting, right? It's it's two matches in. We've got one win, one draw. Um, not not trying to get too ahead of ourselves, but you know, with the with with all the results that were you know coming out of MLS over the weekend, 
sitting fifth in Western Conference uh, right now. I know that doesn't mean a lot just after two matches, but um, comparing, I mean, it's just, it, it's going to be kind of like, I feel like it's going to be like a wacky season. You know, the Sounders that off to an 0-2 start is kind of weird for me. They'll start um, back. They, this they'll be back. It's kind of normal for Seattle. They kind of start slow and then, oh my God, they're the supporter shield champions. There we go again. <laughs> yeah. So, they'll, they'll, they'll make the playoffs no, no matter yeah. what. So that weather delay, I got a question for you guys. All um, right. First of all, I could have made the first half if I left here at 4 p.m. <laughs> in Portland, got on a plane. I could have still made the, the first half, okay? Yep. Let me just put that in perspective, how long that delay was. Yeah. Um, do you guys think as being a home team and playing at home when there's a, a weather delay that you automatically get an advantage because you got your dressing room? You got your facilities that are open to you. You're not gonna let your away team take like hop on your bikes or whatever you got at the stadium to stay warm. You know, like do you think that we need more weather delays pretty much? <laughs> no, because it was absolutely miserable. It did look miserable. Oh my god. But I'm sure it does help, you know, to have your own stuff, right? The the away locker room, I haven't been in it in a while, so I don't know what it's set up like, but you know, you're in an un, you're unfamiliar stadium, essentially. You know, you're not home. You probably just want to get home. You're cold. You're being booed. You know, it, yeah, it's totally an advantage. Yeah, it's, you know, Bobby Wood said that in the in the post-presser, you know. Uh, he was asked, like, hey, what do you guys do during these weather delays? And it was just that, exactly what you mentioned, um, hopping on bikes, uh, getting massages, just dudes um, trying to stay warm. So yeah, I, I definitely think that it's an advantage. Um, I, I think I, I told Josh this when I saw him at the stadium. I, I just said, hey, it's it could go either way because uh, Sounders can go in, kind of regroup, talk about what they're seeing, and come out more dangerous. Um, but you know, right off the right off the second half, Bobby Wood gets his goal that he fights for, doesn't go down, uh, gets his left foot on it, and puts us up one zero. And I think that, you know, I don't think it's a direct correlation of a weather delay, but um, in some ways, yeah, I could see it as a benefit, right? Like we're obviously playing at home. These guys know what it's like. And I think just to have like your equipment and your staff just prepped to essentially service you um, is is going to be key. I wonder if uh, Schmetzer left the adjustments up to Freddie. <laughs> If we want to talk about who is invisible, like, <laughs> dude, I, I didn't even see Freddie Juarez once. I think I saw him one time, but it must have been his spirit, dude, because after that, I didn't see him at all. I saw him setting up cones yeah. before the weather delay was over. I, I'm sure Freddie's just happy to, like, have that attention off of him. Right? He's like, oh, Albert, yeah. this is all on you now. But you know what? Props to Albert. At least he was brave enough to face us his first time back on, like, Freddie, who sat in the box. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Is there anything else that we want to cover on this match? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the high press. Uh, I know Pablo's talked about playing it, you know, prior to the season starting. Uh, we saw him kind of try it against Houston, you know, try it a little bit last year, but they just weren't they weren't quite getting there, right? Like if you're going to play a high press, you have to be all over the opposing player the second they touch the ball, the second the ball gets played to another player. You have to be in their face constantly, constantly which is extremely hard to do, right? It takes a lot of energy, a lot of focus. Um, but I think this is the first time we can genuinely say we saw RSL play in extremely high press. I mean, you saw your center back snuffing out passes. You saw Bobby Wood getting all the way back defensively, tracking runners. 
Uh, so it was just a, a huge team effort. And if RSL can play like that, high press every game, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting that those performances, right? The, the, the scary thing with the high presses to me is, though, like one little mistake or you being caught off guard for a second. Oh, you're, it's well, over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Like there's no way to recover. Well, Justin Glad is pretty fast, but I don't think Silva would be able to recover. No. Herrera can. It, Herrera can, yeah. But but still, that's leaving you open for red cards, right? Like, But if it's going to work and we're going to play it occasionally, it needs to be like it was against Seattle. What do you guys think of uh, Marcelo Silva wearing the uh, captain's armband? I loved it. Yeah, it did it's, fine. It's great, yeah. Yeah, it did great. Looks a lot it's, better than on him than it did on Albert. <laughs> Man, you guys are brutal. You know, one thing that I didn't really see, and it could have just been my angle because I was shooting the game. Um, I didn't see, like, the long ball that we used to do all the time. No, there was not a lot of I long s- ball. I saw it, like, you know, basically coming, you know, it would, you know, the keeper would play it out, and then it would be basically played up to the side over to Brody um, or just and to then go on the opposite side. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they'd, like, whip the ball inside. or And then back outside, and then yep. you're off. Yeah, weird, yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's and it, I feel like it created more chances, and it honestly did, man. Like I felt like you know Bobby Wood was in my face the whole time. Pablo Ruiz was there too. Chang. Um. Yeah, Michael Chang, dude. Chang is just when he gets his goal. I think it's just going to be one of those, you know, get a goal and then boom, it's just kind of off to the races with him. I hope so. Um. I, just seeing really good quality play of. You know, from Real Salt Lake, it's 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 like a team that I don't know what it's reminiscent of because it, it's just good to know that we have this depth and we were able to get a win over Seattle with mm-hmm. not the most ideal uh, startup line. Sure, and, and they didn't have. I mean, they rotated too, but they were still they had killers on the field, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just reassuring, and then just you know, you pile on the new ownership to that. You pile on just basically all of the good vibes that you're, you know, getting from the fan base. I mean, it's just collectively, it's just very, very exciting. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited. That's that's all I could say. Same. Uh, Mitch, what did you think about Scott Caldwell? You know, because uh, I am impressed. He is silent, but deadly. Yes, that's the case. That's the exact kind of midfielder you need in the system we're playing, right? You didn't see this out of Beasler. You see it out at Everton sometimes, but I think Everton's better off going forward a little bit and, and getting mm-hmm. crazy. But this is very Kyle Beckerman-esque where he they just control the game with no one noticing it. Yeah. And it's brought such like a calm presence, especially in trans, transition play I've noticed for RSL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see we've missed it. And yeah. Every time he got the ton. ball, I was like, who is his number 12? Ooh. Yeah. Like he just showed up. Did we just sub him on? And then it's like, oh no, it's uh, Caldwell. And yeah, he's just he's been just doing, doing his thing. thing all game. Yeah, clean wanna, game, not a lot of mistakes. You know, just playing the thing. I want RSL to do a little interview with him and like get get to know him a little bit better. How about we the can RSL show does a little interview with Scott Caldwell? Yeah, I'm. I'm We'd I'm probably get it out like days before RSL. Hey Trey, hit us up. <laughs> all right. All right, so we asked for your Twitter questions. Um, oh, sorry, I got one more thing. Sorry, ahead. I just want to. Uh, I just want to highlight something. Cordova. Oh, dude, that he almost man had that goal. is fast. Oof. I don't think people realize how fast this dude is. 
dude's quick. Like he had, and that dude l- is... he had one sprint, and I was like, yo, on and the And he's ball? built like an absolute <laughs> linebacker, too, yeah. man. Like, yeah. So If you would have scored that, dude, I would have lost my mind. Also, go, go, going into this game with like the lineup, I was not expecting much. And I got way more than I than I thought I was gonna get. Yeah, it was very entertaining. It was cool. It was it was a fun game. I had yep. fun watching this game. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, shout out to the uh, supporters, by the way. The uh, I saw videos of like La Barra and some people coming up from the tailgate with all the smoke. And dude, you guys looked amazing. I wish I was there with my camera. That would have been such cool. Smith video and Blitzer get. were in there. Apparently, that's awesome, dude. So, yeah, that's, that's such you know, a good way to ring it in. I hope it continues. I hope it wasn't a one-off, right? Like, DLH could have attempted that, and like nobody would have, like, they would have been like, "Now nah, we're staying here till you get out of the shot." <laughs> we're not walking oh. up with you. Um, cool. Hey, with the tailgate, tailgate was cool. Uh, we'll shout, we'll shout them out. We we know we have a, a fierce rivalry with the soapbox, but I will say I'll give them credit on something cool. Uh, Lucas Muller was uh, taking photos in the tailgate of fans. Um, Really cool stuff. So Soapbox, you guys get some credit too. Everybody at the Soapbox except for <laughs> guy does nothing. Okay. Um, All right. Let's talk about a few tweets here that we got from the RSL show uh, Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave that in, dude. You better leave that in. Oh, I'm leaving Brad, it in, dude. That guy, that guy does same. nothing. That guy does nothing. Oh, just, just complain, complain, complain. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. So um, first tweet we got from at Rip Dingo, Rodrigo, says, whatever Pablo is doing in the locker room, morale-wise, is 1,000% working. I haven't seen a B-Squad perform like that uh, since Christ. Um, Why yeah, is dude, Rodrigo being positive? Yeah, It's really weird, weird isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of confused, really honestly. Weird. But I it's agree, really Rodrigo. Weird. Yeah. Uh, good take. Rodrigo, uh, yeah, missing you at the I games, by the way, buddy. I, I wonder what he's doing with the team. Because every time, every year that when we have a new coach, it's always at 10, Dude, Pablo, 15 games, I mean, just look, bad. But, I've been around Pablo a few times. Sorry to cut you off. I've been around no, Pablo no, a few times to know that he's a genuine dude yeah. who cares, who knows soccer, uh, bilingual. But I think the edge that he has maybe over, you know, Freddie is really motivating these guys to to give it their all. Like Pablo, um, in any, any interview that we've done, like whether it's press or RSL show, that guy's got a heart. Like he's got a heart for the game. He understands where the players are coming from, how to motivate a, each single player and make it work for the system. Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference, man. I think that people are really, really going to bat for Freddie. Like, they liked, or excuse me, Pablo. Pablo. Yeah. They they liked Freddie, right? Like they like Freddie, but I feel like these guys love Pablo. Yep. I feel like Freddie was just a for us. Freddie was such a breath of fresh air after Mike Pecky, mm-hmm. where he had the arrogance and just like always like very aggressive. And then yeah. Freddie was more calm and like talked more about stuff. Was more open. And I feel like Pablo is like. The, a good mixture of both Mike and Freddie. Yep. Where he has that intensity of like I want I want to win, and I'm feisty to get that win. But I'm also nice enough to like be open about what I'm doing and let let my players know what it is. Yeah. Yep. He's a great human, dude. Uh, 
Uh, I've met him a few times. I've had the pleasure to be in the same room with him on these long-form interviews that we do, like that Tom Hackett has done before. Oh, that one was um, – dude, I listened to that one three times. Yeah, it's like, on YouTube or show. Is so good. Yeah, go listen to it. I mean, it'll give you such a good idea. Of, when when uh, I when I heard when I heard that interview, I was like, "Yes, I'm 100 percent behind this coach." Exactly. So, can you imagine being a player? Like, I mean, you you would you know you'd put your heart and soul into the field. All right, uh, soccer Amaretto Lime says Eric Holt and Tate Schmidt are going to have breakout years. Cool dude. We said it on the show earlier. Nice job. Uh, both have looked great in the first two games. We agree. Uh, soccer Prime says from your lips to our ears. Talk about shocking take. But maybe. No, we agree. We agree with Soccer Amaretto Lime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, less Than Myself uh, says, hot take. We're going to have three double-digit goal scores this season. Bobby, Sava, and Cordova. Um, well, we need Sava first at the club. Yeah. And watch him come Watch him come in the summer, though, and just bang 10 in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick, dude. Yeah. I would love it. That'd be amazing. If that ever happens, that would be amazing. And we definitely would win like a supporter shield for sure. Uh, let's see. Garlic says, any updates on inju- injuries and duration? How's the roost neck reunion for those at, uh, for those of us out of state? Um, Garlic, by now you know what the roost neck, how the situation went down. But yeah, any updates on injuries? Like anything? Have you guys heard anything? I've heard anything. I haven't heard anything. I've All been, quiet. I, I pulled up the emails that we get, looked through it, nothing. Like, come on, guys! Give us, give us, a, give us some days. Let us just know what the injury is, how long it takes. Done. Like us trying to guess when people are coming back. That's it, it's not working. Yeah, just be open. A, maybe there's a new HIPAA rule we don't know about. Yeah. Okay, guys, we got like three more minutes. Um, I got to get back here, but a few a few things here. So, Mad Fizz Ten wrote, "Recognizing Rusnak was the right thing to do." Would have been easier if it was later in the year. Won't be the only former player recognition this year. Players notice uh, that matters. Um, okay, from our understanding, just to um, put the, put some context on this, I think that Real Salt Lake backtracked on the way that they were going to quote-unquote honor Rusnak. Um, the article that Tom had put out, who is, by the way, uh, in, my, in my opinion, one of the best uh, like RSL content out there, Dude has connections, has a great relationship with the club. They give him information. In the article, he wrote that there was going to be a framed jersey for Rusnak and a video, a highlight video of Rusnak uh, that was going to happen during the match. Um, when it was going to happen, wasn't too sure, but we all expected it to happen prior to the match, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, all we got, all we saw was literal a literal flash of a thank you Rusnak still image for what, 10 seconds, Josh? Mm, I didn't even see it. And then it went away. So I think that the club probably gauged the response of the minority uh, Twitter hardcore RSL fans and backtracked. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – that should have – I don't know. There should have been a meeting around that. It it would have been so easy to identify that. Yeah. I I sometimes wonder – if the the front office needs to run stuff by fans sometimes or a group of people that know the fan base pretty well and know how the fans react before these kind of things get put out in the world yeah because i could have told you this from from 
from the first minute if anybody came up to me and was like hey we're gonna honor albert i'd be like nah don't it's do not that. gonna go well yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not gonna go well and i i think they're making moves now i am um, they hired zach barnes um to be uh, a liaison a yeah a liaison concierge for fans uh and and i know that zach um i've only met zach a handful of times but zach is like one of those fans that will stick true to like so, um, basically representing the fan base in the best yeah. way possible. And I don't think I, – I really don't think he's going to be someone to uh, quote-unquote like sell out. And, right. He's a know, good dude. Be, be like you know club yeah. first. He'll be fans first. So it's so a great hiring decision by them. Um, so to, to uh, back to that other question, yes, we are going to recognize other players. And that's totally fine. They haven't pissed us off, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. no one else is going to get booed, honestly. I would be shocked if they do. And when they say players notice, sure, they notice that, you know, someone's getting booed, but they're also noticing that the fan base is passionate. It's not all a bad thing to boo an, another player, it, it's showing your passion, it's showing you care. So, like, to think that someone's not going to sign for RSL because Albert Rusnak got booed, I have seen that take. Is completely asinine. Yeah, like, that is dumb. Stop I've, with that. That is, that is nonsense. I've, that Yeah, don't ever say that ever again. Yep. <laughs> okay, jeez. Jeez, <laughs> guys. All right. All right, this one uh, comes from our junior producer, Isaac Munoz. Um, he asks – yeah, I know. He asks, uh, what needs to be accomplished for this season to be a success for what you guys are individually looking for? Individual answers, much appreciated. Please don't say winning MLS Cup because obviously – um, so let's wrap it up with this, guys. Uh, okay. We got to be real quick. So, Mitch, uh, no, what would you Josh consider? Go, Josh goes first. Josh, what would you con- what would you consider a successful season, Josh? Um, I would say finishing the year with a couple guys with multiple goals, uh, decent goal scored to goal conceded ratio, um, and I would say not just making the playoffs, but making a very strong position in the playoffs, like one through three. Four at the weakest, um, none of this limping into the playoff for me. Uh, so I think if we get in comfortably, then I'll be pretty happy with the season. That is to say, if some signings happen in the summer, that could all change, right? But as of now, I want to see a strong push to finish you know, in a decent playoff position, not the last playoff position. Cool. I'm, I'm the same way. I want to top four and nothing less. Yeah, I have expectations, not just limping into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine is mine is from like a different spit, uh, spot. Um, it's probably, it, you know, in a playoff spot, obviously, is going to earn respect throughout the league. But what I would like to see is having a team that's so uh, strong and appealing and and diverse. Like, which I really, really think like we've really achieved that already. You know, with the signings that we've made. Um, I want this team to have the respect of the league so that the league is paying more t- more attention, more emphasis on Real Salt Lake. Um, I think that the ownership group is going to strive for that. And I think that the kind of content that Real Salt Lake pu- pu- puts out too um, is, is it, collectively, I just want to see Real Salt Lake kind of step up from like that forgotten market team and just kind of, you know, maybe just make a small little push uh, where the team is so good and the ownership is so good, the fan engagement is so good, the content is so good that Major League Soccer cannot continue to ignore Real Soccer. Well, that, yeah, that, that you want us to make so my, uh, much noise that, that you can't be ignored. Yeah, and, and that part is part of my five-year plan. There it is. 
Very cool. Well, guys, uh, we bring you another awesome RSL show uh, from the KSL Sports. Well, I'm in the KSL Sports studio. Uh, you two fellas are at home. Um, thanks, guys, for joining. Um, uh, all of the listeners, all of the fans, if you guys went out to the game, however you're supporting Real Salt Lake, uh, you guys are just badass. Pat yourself on the shoulders. We love all the engagement on social media. Yeah. Um, and again, thanks to uh, KSL Sports and One Wire Fiber, uh, our sponsor. Which uh, One Wire Fiber? They're doing cool things, buying tickets at the Cryola Corner for underprivileged kids and donating to uh, a lot of um, cool, cool uh, programs. I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway. All very good. Anyways, all right, guys, take it easy. We'll see you next week, and we will be back with a match preview for Real Salt Lake's next match. Sweet. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.